Hi, everybody. Hi, Hedonistic Pleasure family. Um, this is your girl, Nicole Speaks, and I am so, so glad you guys are tuning in tonight. This is a very special night. I have a very special friend near and dear to my heart, fellow author, fellow speaker, fellow man of the people, um, my good friend, um, Moise Michelle. And um, I met him by way of social media. You know how social media works. <laughs> you, you, you get you you get some of the best friends and the best acquaintances and the best contacts through social media. So I would like to introduce you guys uh, to Moise Michelle, and you got the floor. Um, go, uh, Mo, by the way, tell the people who you are and what you are on. Okay, no problem. How you doing today, Queen? How you doing? I'm good. I like to hear that. You know, I like to say peace to the kings and queens out there listening to this podcast. As uh, my good friend already said, my name is Maurice Michelle. I am a three-time published author. Not only that, I'm also a freelance journalist. You can find my in such as Oasis Montage Magazine, Lacombe Magazine, and, and, and many others. And I'm also trying to delve into the movie industry writing scripts writing all types of concepts so i'm an overall writer nice so like what is your before we start i like to um get the people getting a feel for uh what you stand for what what topic like what what area of expertise do you stand on before you know like what is your what is your mission in life? Well, you know, my mission in life is to elevate, you know, elevate our people to the to the greatest heights to achieve greatness, especially for our young babies. You know, I would love our young babies to be greater than us in all aspects of life. So, you know, that's one of my missions I stand by and celebrating the black queen. Cause I feel like you are the greatest thing on this earth. You are the best flower in the garden but y'all get the least amount of water so I take it upon myself to honor y'all and celebrate y'all by any means necessary right and and you know that's how I started acquainting myself with you because you made you made it your mission to elevate the black people and just especially the black woman which I definitely um definitely appreciate because you know you're you're very you're very consistent you're very persistent about, you're very adamant, should I say, about letting people know where you stand at within your community. You know, especially here tonight, we, on this platform, we talk a lot about sexuality. And I think um, um, it's very important that um, us as black people, I know I'm a black woman, I'm a black woman and talk about sexuality I think in the black community sexuality still is taboo even though a lot of people do you know they have sex you know they don't understand the different aspects of sex so you know uh, us combining our two missions I think it's very important for us to you know all all collaborate you know in talking about life being a man being a woman your your sexual being which is it's all, it's all necessary. You see what I'm saying? Almost definitely. Most definitely. You know, like you were saying, um, you know, I think in this day and age, sex, sex shouldn't be taboo. And not only that, I also truly believe that people shouldn't look at sex only in the physical form, but they should also look at the um, the spiritual and um, the intellectual portions of it. Because yeah. there's more to sex than just the physical. Right. That's so true. And speaking of that, tonight's topic, which I did fail to uh, address, is tonight we're going to be talking about the 90-day rule and how deep it can be. And um, I, I have my personal feelings, and I don't think I, I don't think people understand where I come from with it, because you know we've been shaped to have a certain outlook on women and men when it comes down to dating and sex. That is true. 
we're going to hit a lot of double standard here tonight. So, you know, I, I would love for you to give your insight as the man talking here with me and the black man. I could definitely. And as black. I could definitely do that. Okay, so let's get started. The 90 day rule. I'm going to give you my personal feelings, my personal feelings um, toward the 90 day rule. Um, I don't believe in it. Um, I understand it. I definitely understand it. Um, I read the book Steve Harvey wrote. Um, think like a think, what? What was it? I, uh, act like think like a man. Um, act like think like a man. Act like a, a woman. A lady. Yeah, act like a lady. Yeah, something like man. that. And um, shout out to Steve Harvey. The book was great. No, it was. You know. Yeah, I, I got it when I was like 26 or 27, and you know it. I'm young, trying to figure out, you know, how am I gonna, um, how am I gonna make myself a, a, um, a valuable candidate, a valuable wife material. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still young. I'm still immature, kind of when it comes down to relationships and, and trying to understand life. You see what I'm saying? So one of the things that um, he said in the book that stuck out to me, he was like. He, he made the job analogy. Um, he made the job analogy like, okay, when you meet a man, you know, he, he has the three P's, uh, profess, provide, and um, I got the other one, if you can fill me in. Professing the love and providing and doing... I think it's protecting. P's. Protecting, okay. So, um he was going through the stages that men like fall in love and things like that and um it was like okay so when when it came down to the job he was like okay when you get a job you're gonna wait 90 days like it's the 90 day they gotta see how you work they gotta see what your work ethic is they gotta see how you work with other people you guys they gotta see how hard you work and um you know they gotta see um if they're gonna give you benefits and he was saying that you should um apply the same thing with sex like with men like when it can't like when it comes down to men like make him wait three months to see if he's a valuable candidate for sex and let me tell you something i made a man wait for 30 for 90 days First of all, I didn't like it. It was some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this shit don't work. This shit don't work. I'm like, this doesn't work. Oh my God, this does not work. This is some bullshit. But what 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 I didn't have was perspective. I just thought this 90 day shit don't work. But the perspective I did not have is that some men before they meet you they know if they won't fuck with you or not and the way I feel about it like if a dude feel is feeling you before y'all have sex and then y'all have sex and he's still there still calling you still want to do things in the daylight still want to be around still want to go out on dates after he's on you he likes you but if you know, because I feel like sex amplifies what is there and what's not. I agree. And I feel like if he if he not like if he's not feeling you and he bones you, um, and he disappears, he fades away, he starts ghosting, he starts, you know, doing all that. He wasn't feeling you from the start. So I I don't get in the habit of because a lot of people are in the habit of oh you. You had sex with him too fast. You said you had sex with him too fast. That's why he fading away. No, 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 no. First of all, he wasn't fucking with you in the beginning. Facts. He was not feeling you. You know what I'm saying? And I understand. I understand the whole concept of get to know somebody before you start inviting them into your bed. That's fine. Like if you want to give it a, a couple days before you start jumping, jumping in the bed, that's your prerogative. That's that's perfectly fine. But if, Mo, if I'm dating you and I said to you, listen, Mo, like, let's give it three months. 
and you looking at me. I mean, I don't know what you're going to say. I mean, we had a conversation about what you're going to say. <laughs> We had a whole conversation about what you was going to do. If I say, hey, um, I want I want to take my time. I don't want to have sex right now. I want to have sex with you. It's like, it's November now. So like January, let's do it. January. Well, I don't think you're going to last that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to want to get it done for body. That is totally in the, in the rules. That's totally, totally, totally in the rules. But uh, as far as like, Oh, what do you call it? Implementing it? Implement- no. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. Hell no. Because, you know, you'll have a lot of people feeding into that double standard. Like, oh, you fucking too fast. You're called a hoe. And a lot of a lot of women don't want to be called hoes when they have sex with somebody. Like, the first night. Say say you meet a girl and you have sex with her the first night. Like, like I know people who waited for three months and they not with nobody. They not with that person. Or they... You have, I know a guy right now. They had like he had sex with his girlfriend right now. Uh, they had sex the first night, and then you know they still together. They building a life together. So it is no rule for this. And it never was a rule to this, you know. What I mean? uh-huh. If anybody implemented a rule, it's because they wanted to. You know, at the end of the day, we all grown, we all grown folks, so we know what we want. So, if a rule was implemented, you know, that's what that's the route they wanted to take. Right, that's the route. I mean, how, how, how else do you uh, feel about that? Like, well, well, to me, the ninety-day rule is non-existent. Like, because <laughs> for women. If a woman sees a man and she wants to smash, she will smash that guy. You know, she will. You know, a woman knows when she wants a man. From the first time she see that man, she's like, "Yep, I'm gonna get him." She knows. You know, they say us men, we're we're the uh, we're the hunters. More times than not, women are the way better hunters than the men are. You know. Yeah. You know, we hunt. We hunt. You know, we hunt for sport. For us men, we hunt for sport. For women, you know what I mean? This is serious. When they hunt, you better believe something good's gonna come out of it. You're damn right. You know, something good's gonna come out of it. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, but my thing is with women, a lot of women like to implement this 90-day rule, right? Thank uh-huh. is, what if you wait the 90 days and you decide to have this good old time with homie and he's whack? How is this young this young queen gonna fail oh my god you waited 90 days you tell the man 90 days till we smashed and then you you allow the man to hit it and when and he's not working with nothing what you gonna tell him oh my right (laughs) what is like what did I do like during them uh 90 days I'm copping fields sucking some dick <laughs> listen, listen. you know the, the, the old the old the old listen the old me if a woman was gonna tell me 90 days trust and believe I was keeping myself busy for those 90 days I ain't gonna wait on you 90 days you could go you could go in your corner and, do, and wait when you're ready I'll be ready <laughs> <laughs> when you're ready I'll be ready you know Hey y'all, y'all heard it. <laughs> that was the conversation we had. Like he keep it himself. You know I mean? When you if you tell this man right here, you heard it tonight. You tell this man right here. Oh, I wait ninety days before we have sex. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, 90, Okay, you, we can still get to know each other. But while while we getting to know each other, I'll be I'll be stuffing the next chick. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good. But, Cause, but that's the old me. <laughs> oh. Okay, so so okay, so so who's the new you? Like the new me. If the if the young lady says ninety days, peace. It was nice to know you. Okay. <laughs> you gonna peace her out though? Like you gonna? Are you gonna like still like talk to her? You can still get to know hey, her. Listen, we could be friends. Friends get to know each other. <laughs> <laughs> friends, friends get to know each other. 
but you're gonna hit me with the 90 day rule this is we two grown folks don't hit me with that oh. nonsense 90 day rule i ain't steve harvey all right am i steve harvey i'm not you know steve harvey they say steve harvey put a lot of men under the put men under the bus you know i don't really think he did you know i understand where steve harvey was coming from with with his concept yes because he was just trying to help women have a better understanding of how uh-huh. of how men move so i did at first i remember when i first read the book i'm like man he's snitching but you know i'm saying he he's wholeheartedly snitching and then he came out with a second book i'm like oh my god he's double snitching now like he's actually pointing the finger at us like he did it he did it <laughs> oh my god he did it but you uh-huh. you know as i've gotten older I, I realized that steve harvey wasn't really snitching he was really just giving women a better understanding understood you know so you know i don't fault him for that but yeah man queens please don't tell no man 90 days you know <laughs> please don't tell a man 90 days okay 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 so you know let's get into the celibacy topic um you know, you got a girl, and she's so special to you. You you love this girl. You actually love the girl. <laughs> she says, "Oh, I'm I'm waiting till I get married." Listen, if I'm at the love phase, and I could see a life with her, might as well just go pick out the ring. Might as well go pick out the ring. Like, will you marry me? So you go marry her to have sex with her. <laughs> You know they used to do that back in the 1950s. You know that? <laughs> Until birth control came around, you know? But on a serious note, like, you know, I, I don't know if I'll catch myself saying, oh, I'm going to, um, maybe I'll wait a week before we get married. Right. You see what I'm I'll wait a week. I want to make our wedding night special. You know? Well, you you want to make it special? We can make this moment special right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> We don't gotta wait. <laughs> we can make every day till your wedding day special. What's up? <laughs> I don't want you to save me before my wedding night. Are you want? But I don't. I don't. I've never been married. I've been in a few relationships, and you know I understand that period where you just kind of wanna have a clear. You kind of wanna be clear because sometimes, like when you having sex with somebody. And, you know, things just don't feel right. You just kind of want to clear your, you just want to clear the space sometimes. And I under, I totally understand that. I don't think you'll catch me saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to wait till marriage. To, I've, I've, I've had long periods of time where I did not have sex. And that was just because I was in my bag and I probably wasn't, like, giving off energy that I wanted to, uh, you know, be with anyone or I just was just I don't know what would be going on with me um, or I just I just would not be open, in, open to people, to men walking into my life and it, it just wouldn't happen like the longest time I've waited was like 18 months and I wasn't even waiting, I just wasn't having sex You said 18 and months? You sure you was incarcerated or anything? I was deployed like, but after that it was like a year it felt like an incarceration shit. <laughs> Hell, it felt like an incarceration. But um honestly, like it was just kind of like it wasn't some decided thing like, oh, I'm gonna wait till I get in a relationship or date somebody before I start boning again. No, it was just I wasn't meeting nobody. That's as simple as it was. I wasn't meeting nobody. I had just came back from Afghanistan. I had just um, you know, I I don't know what was going on with me at that time. I just probably wasn't feeling attractive. And you know, when I was when I'm not feeling attractive, it 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 comes out of my pores. It it, it comes out of everything I do, my hair, the way I look, the way I dress. I'm just not. It's just not my vibe is not strong. It's not warm and welcoming. It's like closed down, and I wasn't really meeting anybody. So, um, you know, my uh, energy, not my hyper, not, not my, my, not my physical energy, but my, my inner, my inner, 
my inner thing is just was not glowing the right colors at that time so I wasn't like really like inviting men to be around me and you know I, th- I thought it was tragic but um you know you'd never catch me saying oh I, and I don't want to say never say never but uh you know I wouldn't I I don't think I'd be like oh I want to wait till marriage I, I believe in test driving my vehicle before exactly. I know where I want exactly what if you, you test drive your vehicle and and, and, and it's a lemon <laughs> what if you got a lemon what you gonna do I don't know see you gonna say return to sender that thing I don't know you're gonna take that thing to the bank I don't want this loan <laughs> I tried to I got a car like my car I got right now I tried to get that thing back I'm like I don't want this it wasn't a lemon but shit it was too expensive <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, dang, I can't afford this. I don't like this. <laughs> I test drove it and everything. I loved it. But it was just like, I don't want it. It's too expensive. And and sometimes, you know, we have to, you know, with sex, art imitates life. And um, that's why he was, it was so easy for Steve to make analogies on uh, sex and the workplace like okay show your benefits show how worthy he is before he gets into that sweet spot which is totally understandable but you know honestly life don't don't work out that way and 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 family i'm not here i'm not here tooting uh recklessness and rushing into anything like i said earlier before please if you feel the need to get to know someone before you jump in the bed with them, you can. Yeah, it's totally by all means, by all means. But don't. What I'm saying, me personally, I'm not coming to anybody saying, "Okay, let's wait like a couple months before we do this." I don't know if I even want to fuck with you at the end of a couple months. Okay. If, if I don't, if I might not jump your bones in the first thirty days. I don't want you. I agree. I don't want you like that. You know, like we stated earlier, like we stated earlier, women know within five minutes to a week if we want to fuck. We know we want to fuck. Sometimes, like, you know, you might need that little weak time to be like, is he raggedy? Is he, is he trash? Is he a bum? Does he have children? Does he does is he around his children? Like, does he need help? Like we like and and that's the thing where I understood where he was saying where where's under like where's understood that we have to just kind of gauge the situation, especially like we're we're in our late thirties and we come with baggage. Facts, we're damaged. We come with bag. I won't say I won't go with that far. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going that far. <laughs> Fuck that. I ain't damaged. Hell no, I got too much life to live. I, I've, I've done it and done it well. And I've done life and come with some skeletons in, in bags of clothes. But at the same time, it's like, how is my baggage going to affect the man that wants to come in my life? Am I clear? Is my energy right? Like, are the things, are the holes are the wounds in my life healed have I healed them do I even know I have wounds are my outside relationships intact like is there something traumatizing me right now and that's where I understand where that waiting period is and cause it's like when you have sex with somebody you're, you're inviting all of their shit that you don't know about in your bed that's a fact you know what I'm saying? Like we're getting to a deeper level now. We're we were we just spoke on okay. If you know y'all have sex when y'all feel comfortable having sex, which is totally fine. But at a deeper level, you know, like this is the year where I've seen a lot of people start addressing mental health, start addressing traumatization of different events in their life. Like that's what you're inviting in the bed when you when you have sex with someone you see what I'm saying that's what you're inviting you you don't know if they got mommy issues daddy issues you don't know if they hung up on a last relationship you don't freaking know 
you see what I'm saying you don't know if the person is um is dealing with like you don't know if they're a sex offender you don't know shit that's a fact now it's fine if you have a connection with that person after y'all have have sex but are y'all able to sit there and really the 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 caveat to that would be like okay you know i i know we've had the longest we've stayed on the phone was three hours more i'm telling you and we uh we've discussed a lot of things going on in our lives the things that hurt us the things that move us the things that motivate and inspire and you know that's what i'm talking about are y'all like even if y'all have sex and y'all have this quote-unquote connection are y'all able to sit there and really go over those things in y'all lives that hinder or help you. How you feel about that? Well, you know what? A lot, a lot of times they're not. The only reason why I said damage is because the psychological ways of how our parents raised us. So a lot of us, when when we meet one another, like for me, the reason why I say I'm damaged is the way my parents raised me that's the only way they knew and in the process they damaged me with the with my upbringing and I didn't realize that so to the point that whenever I encountered or when I've dealt with other women or I've dealt with women in my lifetime I brought my damagedness to them which which affected the dynamic that we had okay you know so you know that's why nowadays you see that it's like it's it's cool now to talk about your um your mental state like you said earlier but yes i think i think is that it's just us as human beings we starting to realize that it's okay to tap into your hurt it's okay to tap into your emotions it's okay to speak how you feel instead of keeping what's inside of you bottled inside so more times than not we don't know the severity of what a person is going through. So, like, say for example, I meet you, and I'm damaged as hell. I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't know how much my damageness can affect you. Okay. You know. So, with, with situations like that, I think it, it, it. I think it is wise that both parties get to know each other. You know, to get a better perspective on each other yeah. and more times than not I truly feel when both parties get to know each other it only builds the bond stronger because it's up to that person to figure out if they want to deal if they want right. to deal with your per- because to me we all perfectly flawed yes. we're all perfectly flawed so it's up to me to figure out if I want to deal with your perfect your, or if you want to deal with my perfect flawness you know pretty much in that sense that's why I stand with that you know because not every relationship is at its best, but I truly feel when both parties can di- divulge and dialogue with one another and break down their inner thoughts, their inner fears, their inner inhibitions, like the the, poss- the possibilities are endless for that relationship. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with that. You know, because. Um, like I said, 2018 was like that year where it was just, it was a huge, and I seen it in everybody. I seen it with everything where people were paying more attention to mental health. And I, and, I, and a lot of it, like I'll see a lot of black men addressing, uh, like you just said, the way that they grew up and the way that they learn how to love. Even like, I think, what what started it off and it always has to be a celebrity uh jay-z started talking about his childhood how he was raised and you know he was talking about his relationship with beyonce and how he used to deal with her and how he used to but he never really learned how to love anyone or anything and you know he never really knew what the components of love was and he brought that to their relationship which I think that got the um, conversation started which I totally appreciate because you know honestly it was um, 
for me personally, it wasn't until I got out of the military till I started dealing with my stuff. And I'm like, I was feeling like kind of um, alone. I was feeling like, what anxieties do I have right now? Like, what anxieties do I have from, like, I'm back home and I'm seeing where a lot of my anxieties come from. I'm like, I have brought all of this energy to my relationships. I have brought a lot of this crazy to the relationship. And I think it's too inconvenient for people to be like, oh, he crazy, she crazy. Why? Why Why are you, you know, why is it so easy to be, why is it so easy to jump on someone and be like, oh, they crazy, they crazy, yada, yada, yada. It's too convenient. Let's let's get into it. Let's 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 talk about it instead of you know we. I think we're you know we're the shoot first generation. Shoot first. It, it's never been shoot. First of all, it's just deal, overcompensate, get over and get past. No, no, no. I think it's this is the year where the buck stops. Facts, facts. This is the year where the buck stops. Where you know, we're not overlooking the crazy no more. You see what I'm saying? We're not overlooking the toxic ways. Like if you've been with somebody, and, and I seen I seen this while I was growing up. I'm gonna get personal. Um, and I talked to my mom a lot about this, and um, we was talking about my stepdad. He um, he he came to the relationship with a lot of baggage. You know, not like she didn't, but his baggage was severe. You know, he grew up in a house where he felt like his, he, you know, his stepmother didn't love him and his uh, other sis- other sisters and brothers, but she treated her kids better than them. And, you know, um, he had a lot of that anger and that rage, and he brought a lot of that to our family. It was me, my brother, and um, um, her. I saw all of that play out. But never want, you know, you always spend time thinking like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to do that shit. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like that in a relationship. I'm not going to be like that. Lo and behold, you you repeat the same thing. You always see someone as, I'm not going to be like that when I get in a relationship. We repeat what we learn. That's a fact. We repeat what we see. We repeat what we're taught. We repeat that. And we don't know any better. And until just, and I always said this, until things fall apart, your relationships fall apart, your 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 romantic relationships, your romantic dealings fall apart. And, you know, because there was no other perspective you've had, you just come with what you knew. You came with what you knew. You just came with what you've been going off all this damn time. And half the time, more often than not, I would say 60 out of 40, 60 to 40, all of that shit is lies. True, true. And I don't believe in the whole self, you know, I believe in self-esteem. You don't learn self-esteem until your whole world has fallen apart and you have to rebuild it. You have to build, like, rebuild self-esteem. Like, nobody can give you self-esteem. Like, I can't give my daughter self-esteem. I can teach her how to like herself. I can teach her how to, you know, find things that she's good at so she can feel good or good. I can't give that to her. I can compliment her. I can I can um, show her she's important and she's valuable and she has a voice and um, she is... Um, is respectable and to be respectable. But after that, it'll be like up to her to like go off of those things. But, you know, we were kids too. We had our bumps and bruises in our 20s and in our 30s and up to now to where we're more mindful of I'm really bringing this bullshit to the relationship. We've had a lot of personal conversations about how we grew up, our parents, and the things that hurt us. And we're bringing that, we're bringing that into the world or overcompensating it. You see what I'm saying? True, true. And I think, I think that is, 
very important to really understand what your relationship with your caretakers was. And because we're not thinking like we we spend so much time we spend so much time trying to detach ourselves from our parents, we really can't. Well, you know, more times than not with us, you know, the the the, the relationship we had with our, our parents was kind of I wouldn't say strained, but was kind of because we they couldn't relate to us. We couldn't relate to them. So we kind of like a lot of us didn't really build a solid relationship with our parents. It was, you know, a lot of us, what we had is it just strictly, you know, parent and child. Mm. If that, you know, parent, right. parent and child, if that, because more times than not, I'm assuming we all have pretty much the same story. Our parents worked two, three jobs just to take care of us. By the time they got home, they was too tired to want to deal with us. Mm-hmm. They were too tired to want to deal with us. So, like, in regards to, in regards to, like, when it comes to topics like sex, you think your parents was trying to have that conversation with you? All they wanted you to, they wanted to tell you, don't have it. <laughs> That's all they would tell you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Like, oh, we don't want to teach you how to do it, or just it, they won't go into depth of the emotional piece. You know what I mean? You know they won't go into depth. But you see us as parents. We don't have a choice. We have to tell our kids the inner, you know, everything about it. Because I think it's right that we do. Because they're gonna find out one way or another with or without us. Right. And I, I think, and and um, someone asked me why I started my podcast community. I said my daughter's eleven. I have to start understanding myself as a sexual being. It's like I've always understood who I was as a sexual being, you know, understanding the nuances. So when my daughter come to me, my daughter came to me the last month. She's like, mommy, it's a girl at my school. And she says she's bi. I'm like, what is bi? I said, what is bi? She was like, well, you like girls and boys. I'm like, okay. I didn't even teach you that. So um, what she said, she was like, what if I? Uh, and I told you I was bi, mommy. I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to support you. But it, we're going to have to have an educational moment so you understand what's going on. Because at 11, you don't understand how your body works. You don't understand how your mind works. You're 11. You know what I'm saying? You're still 11. You may be precocious and you might be learning all these things through YouTube and your friends at school. But the emotional piece, which you don't understand, like, you don't, I didn't, I did not understand myself emotionally till probably two years ago. So you're not going to have it down at 11. That is definitely true. That's why I say, you know, it all ties into what we were talking about. We have to, and I always mention this. I mentioned this in my uh, on my community page. Um, like, like how did you, how did you grow up learning about sex? Was like, cause a lot of people grow up looking at sex in a traumatic way, like they've been sexually abused. Um, a lot have been sexually abused. Or, you know, uh, they had parents who didn't want to teach them about sex. And, like, they didn't want to answer the question. I opened up the floor like, yo, how did you learn about sex? Like, did you have parents that um, taught you about sex? You know what I'm saying? Did you have parents, like, did you get sexually abused? Like, and people are not going to be open about sexual abuse until it's a until it's that type of community or some type of group there around other people who have been sexually abused so I didn't expect them to be too open about it it's just I want to know on the surface how did you learn about dealing with another in a sexual manner you see what I'm saying well well, for like for me Mm -hmm. the way I learned about sex you know I was super young Um, I remember I seen auntie getting that work put on her you know she's like 
I grew up in a <laughs> I grew up in a rural area in Haiti. And you know, I see auntie getting that work. <laughs> so yeah. I took the um the fun thing about it, I was I, I was watching that with the with the neighbor's daughter. And the neighbor's daughter had me by about two or three years. So me being the fresh little boy that I was, we try to reenact what we seen. Okay. We try to reenact what we seen. But you know, you know, I'd say a few years later when I was finally in America, I I lost I, I, I truly lost my virginity through the um because of my older brothers. You know, my older brothers they had a they had a chick and they told me <laughs> you know you know, I was being nosy and they told me, Come, come since you're being nosy, come handle this. <laughs> and from that moment on, you know, my life changed. So from that moment on, that experience told me that sex was fun. So <laughs> sex was always a fun experience for me. Okay. You know, it's like my dad, like when he um the first time me and my dad had a conversation on sex. I must have been 12, you know, by that time I was, you know, already, you know, delving into that realm. And it, it, the main thing my father always told me was, you know, how HIV and AIDS was, was a big topic in those days in the, in the early nineties. He was always just telling me to be careful, be super careful. Cause you know, you don't want to have, you know, you don't want to catch AIDS or HIV, you know, things of that nature. So. But with, like for me, when I have those conversations with my boys, I've had those conversations with my boys at a young, young age. And I always told them, you know, you gotta strap up. Like the analogy I use with them is like, you're going to war. So if you're going to war, you're gonna need your shield. Okay. You're gonna need your shield. But, you know, I, I made sure I never made it taboo for them because I want them to be capable to come to me and talk to me about all things, especially when it comes to sex. All right. You know, because I know they're going to have questions. I know they're going to be inquisitive. So I want to be able to keep that door open to them. Mm. You know, keep that door open to them for them to want to talk to me about anything. Like with the 90-day rule. Okay. You know, my my son told me some some girl hit him with the 90-day rule. And he told me, Dad, what should I do? I said, well, if you really feel it, shorty, you know, you will follow suit. If not... <laughs> Do what you do. Uh, do what you do. Uh-huh. Come to find out, Shorty, Shorty's ninety day rule didn't last ten days. Jeez, that's <laughs> what your mouth say. <laughs> didn't last ten days, but you know, you know, you know, just hearing that just makes you know just makes you laugh. It just hearing them laugh. But I, my thinking is that if a woman doesn't do go through by the 90 day rule that don't make her her a hoe at all like you have sex you can have sex with a man in five minutes that'll make you a hoe listen you're a grown ass woman you just wanted to get rid of some some tension you had by all means as long as you're keeping yourself safe that's all that matters that's all that matters that's all that matters ain't no problem what's wrong with a woman what's wrong with a woman having sex with five ten brothers but what? But it's okay for the man to have sex with five, ten women, right? And some women will be considered hoes if, if they had then they had more than one dude. Like, come on, this is not Roman, the uh, the freaking Roman Empire, where you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, it's not the Dark Ages where it's not. Our blo- our bodies are just used for man's pleasure. It's like we both want to get it in. I want to get my rocks off just like you want to get our rocks, and we want to get our rocks off together. Well, listen, I appreciate a woman who wants it right then and there. You know why? That shows me, yeah, 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 you, 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 you have courage, courage of your convictions. It's like. Like I trust, I trust a woman. I trust a woman who's quicker to give to me on the first day than a woman who tell me ninety days. Mm, so what's the trust issue? Well, with with a woman with ninety days, you telling me that you don't know what you want in life. Mm. That means you telling me you need ninety days to figure out what you need. <laughs> mm. Like, 
when it came when it comes down to sex I always tell my male friends I say you really cannot talk a woman into having sex with you she already knows she want to fuck you exactly like you cannot talk a woman into fucking you don't ever think you manipulated her cause she already hot she already that that, that grease is already popping and like when it comes down to our kids I don't know how I would explain it I, I think it's levels to explaining shit to the kids but I would think I would say sex education for adults cause it's still adults thinking like scared of having sex with somebody oh he wanna he wanna no, listen like if he displays signs that he a fuck boy don't don't have sex with him exactly like you'll know if he a fuck boy when you you know he do fuck boy shit like you'll know like I'm not saying in the first five minutes I'm saying you'll pick up on it like if you're a good judge of character pretty good I'm, I'm saying 70 30 60 40 maybe 50 50 percent of the time and you got some adult notches under your belt and where you've seen how people act and you know who stand up and who's not you know go off the instinct if you feeling it do it what, and, what, yeah. what gotta realize that fuck boy will he will destroy himself even before you go any further with him yeah of course he sure will like he's gonna like I met a fuck boy we had a conversation about this a couple years ago I met a fuck boy he totally fucking we had sex one time and he totally like I wanted to do it again and he I, he stood me up <laughs> I was so heated that night okay any man who knows Nikki don't stand up please please do not stand me up that's it like that's your last straw that's the last straw and you know especially when you know I'm trying to contact you and we got plans don't stand me up like if things change I can't do nothing about that but don't stand me up like don't be an asshole but you know there are assholes there are fuckboys but the thing the perspective I want to give about that I knew that guy was a fuckboy before I had sex with him I knew he was a fuckboy. I knew it. Like, he never had to tell me he went hot and cold. He never had to tell me any of that. I watched him from a distance. I watched him from a distance. How hot and cold. I said, he he was hot and cold. Like, before we even made mention of wanting to have sex with each other. I knew that, you know, I was in that area. I was like in that area for like two years. And I peeped that about him immediately. I peeped it. And something said, don't fuck with him. Don't fuck with him. He don't fuck with you. He don't like you. He don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know when a guy fucks with me. I know when a guy fuck with me. Like nothing gets in the way of us. That's true. Nothing. That is definitely true. Nothing gets in the way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, this guy is a fuckboy. And sure as I boned him, I like when I would try when we tried to get together, we never got together again. And it was just like, well, we boned. I got what I want. I got what I wanted. I had to really charge. I had to take out my charge card and run that shit. Like, let me just charge it to the game. Like, you got what you wanted. You got some dick. Was was it worth it? It wasn't worth that headache, but it was good. Okay. It was great. But, like, all the other silly shit, it was like, why? Like, what? why what 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 is that about you see what i'm saying like what the fuck is that about and you you can't avoid you can try to avoid stuff like that but if you know in your heart of heart somebody is a fuck boy and you just have this feeling this strange feeling about them you know try your best not to do it if, if you end up doing it and they do as a fuck boy do just just you just gonna have to just charge that to the game and just 
you know you have to be men- you know you have to have some type of fortitude about you to be like I'll get over it I'll be alright <laughs> <laughs> but like when it comes down to our kids you know we try to tell like teach them things to avoid it you, they can't avoid they're not gonna avoid the hurt they're not gonna avoid the pain of women who use them or men who use them they're not we're not gonna especially the girls nah, nah, they're not gonna be able to avoid that we can we can teach them as much as possible arm them with things they're never gonna be able to avoid well, it. that's that's definitely a fact you know and i've had to program my my mind to to be a little more you know a little more um open-minded especially you know with my with my girls i have to be open-minded because yeah man you know my daughter's already asking me questions okay she's asking me too many questions you know there's times i, I just want to tell her shut the hell up you're too little now no now okay since you got sons and daughters you know are you way were you you're way more lax with the boys when it came down to discussing sex oh yes way more lax. okay well my daughters I'm- well my daughters they're still young so that conversation i'll give it like another year or two okay like another year or two but with, with, with the boys you know boy you know i look at my boys like myself so i what i what i presume with them is okay they fast like they pappy so i gotta have this conversation with them early because okay. those boys are too fast but you know i don't mean to uh you know, the debate here, debate you or have the argument. But, um, um, would it be a double standard almost when it comes down to, uh, you teaching the girls about sex too? Or is it like, good question. Um, it would be, it would, you know what? I'm not going to front. It would be a double standard on my end because as a father to boys, you want your son, you don't want him to, to be sleeping with a plethora of women, but you want your son to at least have the opportunity to know that. You know, you, you want to, you don't want, you don't want him to prohibit him from having sex. But you, in, your, in, the, in the back of your mind, as a father, I'd be like, man, I hope you turn that ass up, whoever you, <laughs> whoever you But you're not talking like that with your daughter. Like, I hope somebody tan that ass man. I wouldn't even dare. You, you see how you gonna lose your mind with your daughter? Listen, I've told myself, if my daughter was to meet the old me, I'd shoot myself 10 times. Well, she will. She will. She will. Your daughters will meet, like, a, a, a more reckless version of you. Like, I've met a reckless version of whatever man tried to hide themselves you know what I'm saying? You know, our dads, like I had my, I had a man in my life. And, um, you know, he tried to teach me everything. That's fine. Um, but you're always going to re- meet some reckless ass nigga. You're going to meet, you're going to meet him. You're not going to avoid him. <laughs> well, you better tell that brother don't come off those steps. Because, you know, I'm about to hit him with that Will Smith crazy, huh? Like, you better chill with my baby. I know where you stay at. I know where your mama stay at. I know where your grandmama stay at. <laughs> You ain't gonna, you're not gonna defile my my little princess. <laughs> yes, well, I totally understand it. Like that, that, like to kind of cap, to kind of conclude. That's why it's very important. Like when it comes down to like the ninety day rule. Like you see how deep that just went. Yeah, yeah. You see how <laughs> you see how deep that went. Like and you never know. Like y'all can jump in the bed, it's cool. But on the emotional, spiritual side, you really don't know what you are inviting in the bed. Facts, <clears throat> facts. You know, you know, you know, in, in regards to the 90 day rule, right? You, you, you as the, you as the woman, right? 
you might yes. find a man who 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 you are you align with spiritually. Yes. You might find a man who you align with spiritually. So does your 90 day rule still applies? No. Does that matter? Exactly. So if you tell me you find a man and you align with him. Oh hell no, <laughs> no. That was yo, hell no. That's what I'm saying, like there has to be uh what do you call when you kind of, uh, that there has to be some type of assessment period where you kind of like I mean if there's not you're still getting to know each other like um I've been in situations where you know I have sex with the guy the first night and we they you know I don't I don't want to get personal cuz I you know what I'm talking about and I'm really trying not to yeah. go yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're where we we kind of got together after the fact. It was just like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. You're where I want to be. After that goes down, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. After that goes down, it'll be like, okay, so um, we we this ain't no flame, right? You know what I'm saying? You can't walk in like every situation will be like that. That's why I say it is no rules to this. The only rule I would say just make sure, you know, when you're doing it, it feels right. True, true. That's that's what I say. If it feels right, do it. And you know, sometimes like you know, you know that's what you want to do is link up with that person after you have sex with them. It's not just for women exclusively. It's for men too. Something when you know, you know. When you know, you know. You do. You definitely do. So, when it comes down to the ninety-day rule, it ain't no rules. What are rules? <laughs> what is that? I got a whole book. I got a book on my bookshelf right now. I'm looking at it right now. If I brought it out, this will be a that'll be a whole other hour. We're gonna be talking about this whole book, but I'm not gonna do that because we had a great conversation tonight about the rules. The rules was like, okay, trying to get a a man to marry you and like date you and marry you, and you know they go through these nuances of trying to make yourself desirable for the guy. And I'm sitting there like, this is some bullshit. I couldn't even make it through the book. I'm like, let me try all of this stuff. Let me try. Let me try this stuff. And I'm like, this ain't even me. This shit ain't even me. This whack. This, this shit whack, man. Man, this shit whack. Man. I wanna fuck. Man, them 90 day rule. And you know what's be so funny? during that 90 day rule you could be having a very intimate intense conversation with that person and you know us as human beings we sexual beings you telling me that's not gonna turn you on to one another <laughs> to be- yeah like yeah I'm like it yeah it, it just you know we can speak on like 90 day rule like it's not gonna make somebody wanna marry you. Like if y'all don't click after 91 days, fuck that shit. That's a waste of time. You know what I mean? That's a waste of time. You could have been tried out the merchandise and see if the merchandise was even worth it to last to the 90 days. Yeah, like uh, I don't want that shit. I don't want this shit. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. Return to no, no, thank you. I have my receipt. I want to return this item. I want my full cash. I don't want store credit. Yeah, I, you know, I don't have my credit card. Can you give me back cash? Can I have one? <laughs> no, I don't want that. I mean, yeah, like, so, yeah, that's how, you know, I feel about the 90-day rule. Assess it first. Assess, assess it, assess if you feel right, if it feels right, do it. I mean, just do it. Like you said it best. Do it. 
now if y'all can sit and talk about how y'all was raised how y'all approach sex how y'all approach your attitudes toward the opposite sex how you approach the attitudes toward living life and y'all can really get into that and you don't mind continuing a relationship a friendship with that person a sexual relationship and you don't feel like it is toxic do it do it have fun have fun enjoy your life you know what I mean don't do like others who said 90 days is worth <laughs> well we don't want you to be pissed after 90 days yeah um you can't bring back the merchandise after 91 days <laughs> the return policy is done it's done long time done you got Four, they, they give you 14 days. Man, you wait till not, you wait till the day 91 and you get busy with that person. You're like, oh man. Get whack. You wickedy, wickedy, wickedy whack, baby. <laughs> I need like at the most two weeks. Sorry, two weeks, people. You might get a month. Yeah, at the most a month, but you know. If I meet somebody and he like trying to take me out on dates and shit, I'm, I'll try to keep it cool. If we don't, I'll try to. I've, I've actually um, been in a situation like that. We waited a couple. We waited like a month. We didn't do anything for like a month, and it was just like, okay, the time's not right. But like when the time was right, we started getting busy. It was like, okay, that worked good. But um, it's just do it when you feel like it. Goddamn. Well, I, I, I know one situation where there was no 90-day rule applied, you know. Uh-huh. But it was, you know, we was in different states. But when we linked up, forget about it. Yeah, what was that? Man, the, the sparks, the fireworks was there. Mm. But Really? Yeah, but what happened was we was we was already building on the intellectual level anyway. Would you say intellectual and intimacy? Yeah, intellectual, intimacy, spiritual. It was all of that. There was no physical because, you know, different states. But when we, when we when we finally met up, I guess all that, all the, those conversations, you know, all the connecting we did came, <clears throat> came into play and it just made the physical even better. Okay. So what happened after, like, how was, like, the aftermath? Oh, was the, aftermath? the aftermath, we would continue on because... You know, what I mean, it was it was a truly enjoyable experience between okay. between both bodies. Yeah. True. Okay, I like that. That's that's dope because um, you know, sometimes things happen like that. Sometimes it happens that way. Boom. You know, you know. I just want to tell people, please don't 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 let society's rules, what society tells you is kosher that you have to follow suit you know because you know you are different you are not you're not you're not what society deem you to be right you are the special person that you are and whatever you decide to do that's the perfect decision for you exactly yes so true well hp edonistic pleasure I'm so glad you guys tuned in tonight. Thank you for tuning in tonight. And I'm so glad, again, um, this is my second time hosting with uh, Moise. I call him Mo. Um, It's just been a true honor that you got on here tonight with me and just, you know, we wrapped the taste, a real big taste. Well, the the, the pleasure was all mine. You know how we do. We 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 go deep down the rabbit hole. Oh, we always man. do. We always do. And you know, we 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 just shared. Uh, I think we had the same respect for these worldviews that we have. And and I really respect that. And I'm really glad that you know you wanted to collaborate with me tonight and um get this work in and get this conversation had. You know, I, I don't want to always give my perspective you know I like hearing it from someone else and you know um you know getting it from you just really feels really good you know it just just makes things a lot more fresher just opens up my eyes to a lot more things just hearing it hearing your perspective as well so 
thank you thank you guys for just tuning in and listening to me and mo talk tonight it's it's been a true pleasure talking to you tonight no queen i'd like to thank i'd like to thank you for giving me the opportunity open up your platform to me for me to you know to join you and discuss you know this is a very important topic i believe so i'm glad that you you allowed me to you know say my two cents of course you got a dollar with me baby (laughs) all right guys that's our time uh hope you guys have an awesome awesome night uh awesome rest of the week um hope you guys um enjoy the cast tonight um leave feedback leave me a message on my anchor if you're listening from anchor leave a review if you're listening from um apple podcasts and um hit me up on my social media uh at hedonistic h-e-d-i excuse me h-e did i spell it right yes h-e-d-o h-e-d-o-n-i-s-t-i-c-p-l-e a-Z-U-R-E that is one word follow me on Instagram I have a podcast community and you know you can see some of the posts I make um, some funny jokes some good music some good sexy music um, just some insights some tweets I share some videos um, and um, yeah just just follow me on my Instagram I'm not on Facebook that's my only social media as far as hedonistic pleasure goes so thank you guys you guys have a good night have a rest of the week I will talk to you later Mo no problem queen thank you peace